Hey, everybody. So this is Josh. I know I'm back and I'm on old podcast gear. So if this sounds a little weird, it's just because I am on some old mic and I will get the new old mic working again. And we will be back in rhythm and or the roll times and we are just going to be going. So I just want to say to everybody that this is my solo episode in response to Brian's aftermath episode. And I just want to say some things before we actually get into the actual episode is that Brian um, and I have been friends for my goodness since 1987. So we're talking like 40, you know, 35 years now that we've been friends and during this time that my family has been displaced, that we went through this hurricane, all this stuff, uh, Brian has really come through. And uh, even if he didn't come through, he'd still be my friend. But for you guys, like he, you know, he picked up editing. He picked up recording some solo episodes, which I know he's not 100% comfortable doing. And uh, you guys, I think, I, I think uh, I've gotten some feedback on that because... Some of his jokes, I usually tap those down and I edit those out. So, uh, but he doesn't do that, which is fine because that's his style and everyone has a style of editing and a style of recording that is for them. And I really appreciate Brian and his family and everybody that has reached out to me and my family. I don't care how you've done it, either a phone call, email, text, uh, whatever you did. To, to ask me if I'm okay was greatly appreciated. Now, I understand that a lot of you I couldn't get back to right away because when that storm came through and it totally just damaged everything, we were out without power for a while. So I'm going to leave that here and I'm going to tell that story after the intro, which I'm going to edit right about here. Okay, everybody. So this is Josh for Curious Continuum. I'm not going to do that rhythm and roll that we do because this is an aftermath episode. So this is the ep- the first episode I've been able to record with what I would call semi-professional uh, podcast equipment. It's gorilla together, and it's working, and it's on a different rig than I normally do it, but it's working. And I can see that it's working, and so that, that gives me hope that this is going to sound somewhat decent. I just want to tell everybody what happened um, during the hurricane first before I get to actually like the aftermath of the hurricane. So September 28th, the hurricane uh, Ian was coming down on Florida. We live in uh, southwest Florida. We live in a community that was supposed to go by us, but it turned in right on top of us. So we at like three in the afternoon, we started having, you know, a lot of problems about six in the afternoon is when we had a tree fall into our home so mel my wife mel and i we totally uh went into crisis mode at that point and just mitigation i'm very glad i was home because i was able to bail a lot of the water out of the house i was using the toilet and the and the sink and the bathtub as a way to get the water out of the house because I couldn't open the front door up. We have impact windows, and so I was able to look out and actually see what was happening. And it was 
absolute devastation happening. So I did not want to open those win- those door that door up at all. So I got that out, and it really is weird because it's about nine hours of time that seems about 20 minutes of time where I was doing the same thing over and over. Everything was just compressed. All of a sudden, it was night, and the rain had stopped, and I told my wife, I said, we have to go to bed. And it was about 1 in the morning, and she said, yes, we need to sleep. So we went into the second bedroom that we have, a guest bedroom that we have, that actually was one of three rooms in the house that did not have any water intrusion, and it had an extra bed in it. And we just kind of, I mean, for all intents and purposes, we collapsed and just fell asleep there. So 5.45 in the morning, four hours, about four hours later, I woke up and I told uh, my wife, Melanie, I said, I'm going to try to get to your parents' house because they live about a mile from me. And I got in her car and I went and the the road was flooded. So I had to turn around and come back. Uh, I went south trying to go a long way around. The road was flooded. I went east and west. Uh, there was no uh, bridges. The bridges were washed out. So we were absolutely quarantined in our area. And this is one thing I want to like hammer home to people. Like when they say have food and supplies for three days, you absolutely need food and supplies for three days. You should have food and supplies for six to eight days. And I'll get into why that is in just a second. What happened during the storm Obviously, it's never happened to me before. I mean, I've gone through hurricanes before. I've gone through tropical events. I've gone through tornadoes. I've gone through uh, everything, basically, except an earthquake. And But this was the worst storm I've ever been through. So all the infrastructure was pulled down. We had no cell phone signal. We had I, I actually was able to get a phone call to Brian, and then he was able to call people down here, but I couldn't call local contacts. So... It was kind of very interesting the way that we were, you know, jiggering our life to get people to know we were okay. We had no power. Power was out for, I think it was 12 days total. But the first day out, basically what it was, was we were very blessed that when that, after the storm, the temperature went down to the 60s. And in Southwest Florida, that's like a gift. But it stayed that way for like a week. That's how bad the storm was that it just sucked all the energy out of the atmosphere. And I want to just talk a little more about the aftermath of the storm because of how we've got things rolling. And I want to I want to like talk to Brian a little bit about how like we did life. Right. So. We had food in a uh, freezer that I had lined with water bottles before the storm. So like three days before the storm, I told my wife, take everything out of the freezer. Uh, put water bottles all around the outside and then pack the food in the middle and then put it on power freeze. And so we have in our freezer, we have a section we can put power freeze and it goes to like negative like 12 degrees or something like that. And so it like froze all that food in a huge chunk. And then we had some coolers. We had some other stuff that I had set up before the storm. And so we had some food in there that wouldn't go bad necessarily if it got a little warm or whatever. We got a lot of snack food. So the first night, we just didn't really eat much um, because we were honestly rebelling water, mitigating damage. The second day when we woke up, we were like, what do we do? We were sitting in our house, which was basically uninhabitable at that point or inhabitable. And I was like looking at my wife. I'm like, we're exhausted. And it's like five in the morning. 
but we're exhausted already, right? Because we didn't really sleep well. We didn't really get the stuff going that we needed to go. And I said, well, let's start hauling this stuff to the curb. And I heard in the distance, like it wasn't that far away, but it seemed far away. Chainsaw going. So one of my neighbors had a chainsaw. I have a chainsaw too, but I just didn't have a, a tree that the tree that fell in my house and rolled off was super dangerous. I can't take that tree out myself. I have to actually have a professional do it. So um, I was just like, okay, well, let's just start this process. So we started hauling out clothes and our bed and things that had totally just got waterlogged and they were so heavy. I don't know if you've ever removed carpet that has, you know, 100 gallons of water in it, but we did. We removed it. We put it in bins. I cut it in little pieces, put it in bins. And through the grace of God, really, we had a neighbor. And she came over. I I haven't met her before. And I actually honestly haven't talked to her since. It almost seems like, like she's like a guardian angel type person. She came up to us at about 9 in the morning. And it seemed like that was so late in the day at that point. And it wasn't, but it seemed like it was. And she goes, hey, do you need help cleaning anything up after the storm? Obviously, she saw the, the tree in our roof and everything. And I told her, yes, yes, I do. Because I think a lot of people... And I want to say this like very and in, very intently. I think a lot of people and somebody asks them if they need help, they say no. I'm one of those people. I've done that. I have said no before. I've said no, I'm good. And even though I do need help, no, I'm good. I'll get through it. But something in my mind just said, say yes. And I said yes. And she goes, yeah, I'll help you. And I said, I go, I got a room. I got to clean out a carpet out. And she's like, yep, I'm in. And her name is Mia, and I have not seen her since the storm. I really wish that she would, if she's listening to this, or if one of my neighbors is listening to this, knows who she is, send her over, because I want to thank her a lot. Because she got Mel and I into, like, oh, there is hope here. And there is that, like, we're doing something positive to push our life forward, right? That's the thing about the aftermath. And I this is what I want everyone to take away from this is that you have to hold on to the hope that things are going to get better. And they do. I totally had that moment where I just thought, Oh, <laughs> and I wanted to laugh and cry at the same time. I didn't know uh, what was like a valid emotion. I know they're all valid, but what was like the thing that I wanted to do, right? There's so much to do. Even today, like I go to the house and I work there today, uh, most of the day. It's so much to do and so little progress, but it's happening and there's progress happening. Things are happening. So the one thing I want to pull away from this is for people to think about is the aftermath of a terrible event can lead to some very cognizant changes in how you perceive reality. It also can lead to some very real things that you say to yourself like oh the this is what's important because i told you know we always say that oh you didn't die oh that's good that's important but until you've actually almost died you don't realize how important living is and what i've always told brian is that's the thing i i, I took away from this is was adapt and overcome oh that didn't work 
I'm going to switch it out and do this. Oh, uh, I'm trying to chart my roof with something and that didn't work. Well, I'm going to use that. Oh, I need weights. I didn't have weights. So I used chunks of trees that had fallen in my yard. You know, those kind of things are like, I want to make it work, but I also want to be real in that it doesn't always work for what we think it's going to work. But what I want to say with this episode is your worst day, you've made it through. Remember that your worst day, you've made it through, you've survived and you've lived to tell the tale. You become a a better, stronger person because of it. So I don't have much more to say about it. Uh, The aftermath, this is just kind of my mind dump right now. And I'm going to probably make this a two-part episode and I'll talk to Brian. I think we're going to do a together episode on this, but I don't want to take too many people's time because I think I just wanted to talk about it a little bit and get it going. So until next time, this is Josh for Curiosity Continuum.